0: Welcome back to Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, you can join the conversation if you want, calling 914-803-4131. Just leave your uh, name and uh, your first three numbers of your uh, area code or whatever in the YouTube chat so I can know who you are, uh, so I don't have a call screener. Uh, you could also leave your comments and questions, et cetera, in the YouTube chat. You uh, Liberal Band Radio on YouTube, and if you're listening after the show, you can also comment on YouTube, or you could leave your comments on the show, threadedliberaldan.com, over at Facebook, facebook.com slash liberalban, or at Liberland Radio on Twitter. Um, if you want to support the show, you could uh, always become a Liberland Radio patron. Go to patreon.com slash liberalban or patreon.liberaldan.com. Either way, we'll get you there. You can support, support me on a month-to-month basis. You can support me uh, individual payments by going to com, clicking on the buy me a cider button, or just go to buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio. You can uh, treat me to cider whenever I go out to the local cidery. Uh, you can also Venmo me, just make sure it's uh, friends and whatever, so uh, so we don't have to suffer any fees uh, from, from that. Anywho, so lots of stuff to talk about. We got the big old State of the Union. That was probably my favorite to watch, I think, ever. Um, I, I think the the GOP made themselves out look to look to just be absolute clowns, and making the whole that Joe Barton and the whole "you lie" thing with Obama uh, look like nothing. Like that was just nothing compared to the rancor and ruckus and whatever it is that the Republicans thought that it was a good idea to do in the middle of uh, a live, a nationally televised event to the entire nation to see just how absolutely childish. Uh, They are Um, other stuff to talk about, though, before we get into that, we have uh, more uh, evidence has come out in in the uh, case in the Memphis police shooting uh, with Tyree Nichols uh, when he was murdered uh, by those police officers. And apparently one of the police officers shared a text message uh, that, you know, of of the of the picture of, of, you know, Mr. Nichols with one of his friends or whatever, like he was texting that image around like so it's not just the fact that they did it they enjoyed it and they bragged about it and they were they were gleeful i guess in doing it cuz why else would you send a text message of the person you just uh eviscerated uh before you know him dying 3 3 days later or so um and uh yeah so it's just terrible this is very important you know i, I don't want to now, this is State of the Union. Uh, State of the Union you know, is going to take most of the show, most of this conversation, I'm sure, unless we happen to go off topic, which happens from time to time. Uh, however, <laughs> you have, this is Black History Month, and I like to try and bring up, stuff with black history, you know, uh, every week when I can during black history month, because I feel as as a white person, it's my responsibility to use my privilege to amplify the voices of others and to maybe teach other people about things. One of the the interesting things that I kind of never thought about before was the way we talk about slavery in this country, Uh, the way we talk about the people uh, who were enslaved in this country. Um, you know, every time we talk about it, we talk about the slaves, the slaves. We talk about the masters and the slaves, and and that's that's kind of using a very, you know, almost a white supremacist kind of look at the whole thing because it's taking of the view of, you know, you're you're naming the people as slavery names them, you know, instead of calling them, you know, the victims of slavery or enslaved people. And what made me realize this is I was watching on Hulu. Uh, the 1619 project, which is great. I'm, I'm, I think I have one more episode left. Um, it's, it's. You should watch it if you have Hulu. Uh, watch it if you don't have Hulu. At least get the free trial and watch it, um, because it's, it, it's an excellent thing. Now there are things obviously that I try and be. I try and I, I try and remain well informed about topics, and so, so a lot of the things that I've heard wasn't all that new to me. Uh, but it, it's always good to have a refresher and a reminder. And, and there, there are things in the music episode that I learned that were, that, you know, things I didn't know and, you know, just interesting ways on how, like, you know, music has progressed um, and how black people have uh, influenced the culture and influenced music and how white people throughout time has, have basically just stolen the work of black people and taken credit for it than for themselves. Just a history of appropriation, I, I suppose. But they didn't mention the Beatles, which is interesting, because uh, there were some interesting videos about the Beatles, because the Beatles did play a lot of Motown. But, and they did get rich off of playing a lot of Motown and a lot of other stuff. They kind of got famous by doing that. But one of the things that the Beatles did, which I think differs from a lot of other people at the time, was they not only sung the Motown songs, they gave credit to the people. You're like, look, these are the people whose songs are singing and you should probably go listen to them, too, uh, because we're just covering their stuff. Go listen to their stuff. Uh, I think uh, Smokey Robinson uh, it was uh, cited as I was listening to the Beatles channel on Sirius XM a while ago. And Smokey Robinson basically was very thankful uh, to the Beatles for covering their music and covering the music of others from Motown, because he said without them, it would have been harder for them to, to get more well-known and they became successful because the Beatles shared that success. But back to the whole slave, slave, enslaved thing. Um, I was just very, you know, you don't think about that. We don't think about how we just, Oh, the slaves, the slaves, the people were slaves. No, the people were enslaved. You know, don't describe somebody by what, by, as, as the, by a noun describing what happened to them. Use the people who were enslaved. They were enslaved people. Talk about them, that the slavery was something that was done to them. It's not something that they were. They were people and they should have not been enslaved, but they were enslaved. So when we're talking about that topic and you know, maybe other topics, sometimes it's good to kind of rethink what you're talking about, rethink, reshape the way you make your arguments in, in such a way that you know humanizes people more. And I think by calling those who were, uh, those people who were enslaved as such, I think it works more to humanize them and works more to to even push the, issue. I mean, we all agree slavery. I mean, most of us, I think, agree, uh, that slavery was bad. Clearly. Uh, I don't know. I think some of these conservatives might want to go back to that, but, um, I, it's just a great series that you should watch on Hulu. If you have the opportunity to do, I highly recommend it. Um, Let's see, shouts out, Kimchi, uh, Wes, Jeff, Aaron, Jolie, Stoney, uh, Leanna, Elarasia, Ar- Ar- Nick, uh, if I'm, I might say your name twice, I don't know uh, who else is in there. If you haven't liked uh, the 14 concurrent viewers and 12 likes, please make sure to like. Uh, if you haven't done so, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so. Um, but, but the main topic of the day, of course, is the State of the Union, and uh, dark Brandon appeared and and used his dark powers to uh, overcome and, and 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 make the Republican Party look like a bunch of absolute fools. I mean, absolute fools. I mean, more so than they already were them. By you know, you have George Santos. How how can you not you have George Santos? You have Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Lauren Boebert, and you have uh, Matt Gates. Uh, how can you not look foolish with those clowns? But, I mean, Biden played him like a Stradivarius. He put on a master class of how to have a great state of union. Now, of course, he had his stutters because he has a stutter. And, of course, the Republicans are going to be like, oh, well, he's mentally deficient because they can't understand the difference between um, – having a stutter and having a mental deficiency donald trump had the mental deficiency being able to say person woman man camera tv is not something that disproves uh, mental deficiency um, saying hamburgers and the goes ahead and you know that that shows a lot of mental uh deficiency there but you know i was watching it i was, I was late to my uh, live stream on twitch Uh, to do my gaming because, excuse me, still have a lingering cough, because I wanted to make sure that I can continue on live tweeting. If you you missed it, you know, I I was doing a live tweeting of it. Um, I really wanted to see uh, POTUS snub George Santos. Uh, I don't don't think they showed him snubbing it, but I don't think he got any sort of recognition. He did get recognition from Mitt Romney because there was a little hoot that happened. Uh, between Santos and Romney, and how uh, Romney basically said you shouldn't be there. You should be sitting in the back. You're basically calling referring to him as the embarrassment that he is, and it's a shame that you know you have to look up to Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney has his own problems and his binders full of women or whatever. And but you, uh, I guess, I guess if you're the the least, if Romney is one of the least least smelly turds on the pile. I mean, it's still a turd, but he's one of the least smelly ones. Um, so, you know, Biden goes on, he talks about how there's he's had 12 million new jobs in two years, more than any other president has done in four. And it's true. And look, you have to take that within the context in which it was given. And how, many, how many of the presidents before him were coming out of a pandemic where, where people cut jobs and now you're trying to catch back up. So yeah, you're going to have hiring ramping back up um, but it just goes to show how good he's done as president because they were able to ramp up enough to be able to generate those jobs so the jobs were there to be made but they got made Who, who's to say that they would have gotten made under donald trump and or how well paid they would have been under donald trump um one of the things i guess before I, I really talk about the state of the union itself is one thing that i was watching joy Reed beforehand uh, when it came to uh, before the State of the Union, just to make sure, you know, to see what you know, things that I should look out for. Um, and Joy Reid mentioned that there was talking about the uh, the infrastructure bill, or and and the and the uh, the, um, the bill, the law that would the, the budget that would go ahead and um, fight inflation while working on infrastructure. Um, and she, Joy Reid said. A lot of millionaires will be made in red states with the funding of infrastructure work made possible by POTUS. And that's very true. Uh, Biden, in the middle of the State of the Union, did say that he, it doesn't matter if, if the Republicans voted against it in, in in the Senate or in in their districts in the House, uh, that Biden would make sure that there were jobs in their districts, too, and that they had infrastructure work done in their districts, too. But here's the thing that Democrats need to work on, and, and they need to do a better job than they've done in the past, is because... I remember when when Obama got the shovel ready jobs and everyone mocked him for saying the shovel ready jobs and 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 they were trying to say oh is they're not shovel ready whatever blah 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 and like Republican governors especially in like Mississippi and Alabama were mocking Biden for the the lack of shovel ready jobs but while that was happening the I was driving through Uh, Mississippi and Alabama I think it was on my way probably to Baltimore to go visit my family and what happened oh why did I I I thought I had set this to be longer okay well save there we go anyway we're no longer 90 seconds away from show close um so uh we um driving through Mississippi and Alabama there are these big signs saying oh, we're, we're getting to work in Mississippi and Alabama, you know, and, and, and with the governor's name right, right below it. This is because of your governor. Your governor's getting these jobs. No, it wasn't the governor. It was President Obama and the Democratic Congress passing legislation that would get these shovel-ready jobs out there and put people to work. So what the Democrats need to make sure to do is they need to make sure that the Republican governors not only not get credit for it, but they get called out for it whenever they try and take credit for it and say, no, it's not these Republican governors doing. It. These Republican governors have fought Biden tooth and nail to try and stop him from implementing these laws. But it's Joe Biden that went ahead and, and with the Democrats and maybe a minute amount of Republicans uh, who went to, got together passed this and made sure that we have growing infrastructure to make sure that we have uh, an economy that's recovering. And, and by doing so, by by putting out new infrastructure, repairing bridges, fixing roads, building new roads, um, putting infrastructure like high-speed internet in areas that typically have not had access to them to be able to get those people to, um, you know, in rural areas and urban areas and like low-income areas where, as Biden said, people, parents would have to bring their kids to McDonald's just so they could do their homework on their, on the computers they brought home from school because they couldn't afford internet at home. All of these things that are being done are being done because the Democrats are pushing these things. And we need to make sure as a party that we do not allow the Republicans to take an ounce of credit for the work that was done. I mean, if there was one that uh, that signed that that voted for it, fine. You can let that person get some recognition for voting for it, especially if their vote was needed. But (laughs) you. These Governors who oppose it, these are the 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 mainstream Republicans who constantly fight against uh the g o p and whatever um fight against the dNC I mean to fight against Joe Biden and fight against these needed spending that is that will help renew the economy. they need to be reminded uh, that people need to be reminded that it's not the Republicans bringing this forward. it's the Democrats doing it, and the Democrats are doing the job that needs to get done in spite of Republican obstruction um as i said uh, state of the union is is not as i said the state of the union is not strong but it, it's the fault of the gop they obstruct progress in the economy and social justice and climate and global security etc um now biden i like the way that biden worded it as well he said the state of the union is strong uh because of the people in it and because of the backbone that this country was built on which uh which i think was a great way to word it in such a way that didn't allow how can he, as a Republican, oppose that? How is he a Republican standing against it? One of the things about Biden that, that I, I like mostly is that he is such an optimist, that he, you know, he believes in this country. I don't believe that he says these things just to say them. I really believe that he believes that you know we, can't, we can do anything if we, if we come together and work hard. I believe that he believes uh, that there's nothing that America can't do if we put our mind to it. I believe him on that. I don't think that it's just all talk for, for elections. Uh, I don't think that it's just a show. I mean, partially because of the fact that, you know, my grandparents, uh, who didn't get to see him get elected, which I'm kind of sad about. But my grandparents knew him. They worked for his early campaigns. They always gushed about how good of a person he was. And they, you know, I, I believe that. I, I trust their judgment over almost anybody else's. So why would I believe that when he says that he believes that the American people can, put, can do great things uh, and nobody can, nobody can stop the American people from doing what they want to do? I believe that he believes that. Now, some of those things, some of the things that I think he's optimistic about, you know, like when he started running on the idea that he was going to work together with the GOP to get things done, uh, I think he was a little naive on that. I think he was a little uh, overly optimistic on the on the possibilities that this Republican party as today would work with him, I mean he has had a history of reaching across the aisle and building consensus with a lot of the people that are also still serving in the Senate, but uh those people change, and those people follow the political winds that lead them to where they need to be in order to, for them to be able to win elections, and that includes being obstructionist at this point so I had no faith that there was going to be any meaningful Republican help to Joe Biden getting the stuff that he wanted done. I, I don't. I believe at all for a second that Joe Biden was going to get any much, much, if at any, assistance from uh, these Republicans like Mitch McConnell and then I mean, even the people that are more to the right of McConnell. And people say, well, who's to the right of McConnell? Um, and well, well, McConnell is called a rhino by some of these weirdos. So it's just, it's amazing. I'm like, rhino? Are you kidding me? Mitch McConnell's not a rhino. Um, but then again, you know, we laugh as, as on the left when people call Joe Biden a, a socialist. I'm like, he's not a socialist. Come on. I mean, one of the things that pisses off of the young Turks types the most is, and even and people to the left of them are like when he goes, I'm a capitalist. And they'll be like, Ugh. Um, but I want to talk about something that the young Turks said. But there is uh oh Gibson's in the chat. Hey, cool. Uh we'll deal with we'll deal with the stuff that Gibson Media what's up? What's up? How you doing, Gibson Media? Um uh, we will deal with some of that stuff. I guess I'll I'll have to scroll back in the chat 'cause I've been I've been kind of on a roll recently. But here's the thing. Here is my favorite part of the State of the Union last night. My absolute favorite part, and I guarantee you know what it is, but we need to listen to it again because this is part of how Dark Brandon put on a master class of how to not only have a great State of the Union, but to absolutely own the Republicans in
1: that room. So my many, of, some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans, all of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans, want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Of them. Let me give you anybody who doubts it contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. And I tell you, I I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. <laughs> folks, so folks, as we all apparently agree. Social Security and Medicare is off the off the books now. Right? They're not to be stopped.
0: I mean, when he did that, I was just like, "Wow, that was masterfully done." I don't know if that part was scripted or not, or if he went off script when he did that. When they all started booing, and I was—I mean, first of all, the lack of decorum on the Republicans in that house, in those chambers, were just deplorable. I mean. Yeah, I mean, no no one should be surprised because many of them are those who would belong in the basket of deplorables. But the, you know, again, much worse than Barton's, you lie, much worse than that. But for him to be able to say, look, A, I'll give you the receipts. I'll I'll show you the proposals, which Rick Scott and Ron Johnson are the two people that are proposing these. And these are not, Lesser-known, oddball Republicans that have no notoriety and they'll never happen in the first place. Rick Scott was former governor of Florida. Ron Johnson is a very loud, annoying piece of crap from I think Wisconsin. Like these are well-known Republicans pushing these things, and I think Ron Johnson wants wants to vote every year on whether or not to allow um medicaid to sunset or one of the social programs to sunset it, it's hey elizabeth that's absolutely ridiculous what ron johnson wants to wants to do and it's ridiculous what rick scott wants to do but yeah they you know, had marjorie teller green pointing at like the the angry one angry angry woman pointing at the cat that meme i shared that meme that's brilliant that was that all today uh but he the Republicans are, like, booing him. Like, we don't believe that. We don't We don't want that. And Biden's like, okay, good. Then it's off the table. We're not going to – we're clearly not going to be pushing to eliminate Social Security and Medicare, are we? And I'm just like, you just got the Republicans to agree with you, to back you on what you want. You pushed them into a corner, and you pushed them into a corner, and you made them – show their true colors and you also made them not only show like they're the child the children that they are but you got them to basically at the end of the day support what you want and they either say no no we don't agree with biden and then they say then you have to explain why you don't agree with biden but still why are you saying that biden's a liar Or you have to then face your voters who are mad that you're not fighting to end these social programs that your voters hate. Again, nobody should be surprised at how good Joe Biden is at this. Joe Biden, uh, one of the criticisms that a lot of Republicans make about Joe Biden is that he's been in Washington for 50 years or so. Like I think his first state of the union was in 74. I think that's the first state of the union that he attended was in 1974, 49 years ago. Now, that being said, guess what? That means he's watched 49. He knows how a State of the Union is supposed to go. He He's seen successful ones. He's seen bad ones. He knows what to do. He knows what not to do. And here's the embarrassing thing on the part of Republicans. The Republicans, oh, sorry, of course, they don't realize that they took the bait. They probably don't understand what the bait was in the first place, at least a vast bunch of them um so so you know again biden knows what to do he knows what not to do he he know he's seen good state of the union addresses he's seen bad state of the union addresses he knows what works he knows what doesn't and what's absolutely embarrassing on the part of the republican party is that the republican party is uh, likes to especially the pundits like to talk about how they believe that joe biden is is mentally deficient, how he is somehow, you know, somebody, he's a puppet of like Obama, or he's a puppet of Jill, or he's a puppet of other special interests, and of China or whatever, even though him shooting down the balloons pissed off China. Um, He's, he, he does, he's done this for so long, and he, he, if, if he's this, as bad as they say he is, which he's not, but if he is as bad as they say he is when it comes to mental deficiencies, guess what? You got played by somebody with those mental deficiencies. You got your asses handed to you by somebody who you consistently claim lacks the mental acuity for the position. Now we have Bobert who, you know, congratulations on Bobert for getting the GED after the fourth or fifth time, but math hasn't been her strong suit according to some of the tweets that I've seen that are verified hers and not just memes made to make fun of her green. I mean, those idiots just ugh. <clears throat> like, Hey, Paddywack, Thank you. Um, so, so if, if, if again, they think that he's so mentally deficient, they think that he's so terrible and has lacks lacks that co- cognitive ability. Yet he beat you last night. He beat you so bad. As I joked around last night, uh, somebody needs to remind somebody needs to remind Joe Biden of the 13th Amendment because he's owning these Republicans and owning people is no longer allowed. <laughs> so, what's up, Crimson? Thank you for uh, thank you for here. Thank you for following me over there too as well. Um, Again, and, and a lot of those Republicans who who watch, a lot of the conservatives who who probably didn't watch but are just who, who will just watch or listen to the shows afterwards will will just sit there and believe what the conservative pundits, what the conservative talking heads are saying, uh, because again they, they like to be low educated voters. And that's what Donald Trump loves. Donald Trump admitted, he loves the low educated voters because he knows that he can con them. The 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 Republican, the conservatives know that they can calm these low information voters. Um, so they won't necessarily see how Biden owned that. But there is, there's a segment of this population who will have watched last night and will understand why Joe Biden is and how he got there and how he's playing 3d chess while the Republicans are playing the fiddlesticks. He is, so much better than he lets you believe it is. I wouldn't be surprised, frankly. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the stuff that – I mean, I, I believe he has a stutter. I don't think he puts on a stutter. I believe he has a stutter. But I would, would not put it past him to to, to think that he's just – you ever saw the – this is a long time ago. Phil Hartman played Ronald Reagan in a Saturday Night Live sketch. Long time ago. If you haven't seen it, try and look it up on YouTube or whatever, um, and we'll get to what Gibson's saying in there, um, in the chat in a second. But Phil Hartman playing Ronald Reagan, he like would come have a Boy Scout come in or whatever, like somebody who was who was getting to meet the president, and he would come in and be, "Well, it's such a good nice to meet you. You're, you've become an Eagle Scout." I'm I'm very proud of you. Or you've sold some Girl Scout cookies for the Girl Scout or whatever. I don't know if it's a Boy Scout or Girl Scout. It's been a long time. You've done such a good job. And he's just very well-spoken, very like, you know, well, you know, the whole people that people thought that Reagan was kind of losing it at the end. But then as soon as the, the guests left the room and it was like only his staff involved, he'd be like, All right, let's go. Let's do this. We're going to do this, that, that, whatever. And he became very high energy, and he was on the ball and everything like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is what Joe Biden was actually doing, uh, allowing the Republicans, giving the Republicans enough rope to make him think, to make them think that he's not all there, and then he just slams them with the rope-a-dope. So... Uh, Wes, I, I think Fiddlesticks might be something different, but I don't know. I, I, it's been a while since i played Fiddlesticks, but it, I tried to pick a game, Wes, that that was even easier than checkers because usually it's they're playing chess, he's playing checkers. Well, Biden's playing 3D chess, and these people are, like, moving the checkers around the board, not drooling. Like, there you go. So, I mean, it's clear, that was my favorite part, clearly, of the state. I think it was everybody's favorite part of the state union who supports Joe Biden, because even the people who don't support Joe Biden, you know, who are on, on the left, who don't like the Republicans, were like, damn, he got them good. And even for a second, the young Turks were cheering them on. There was a bit where, where Biden was calling them out on their plans and how they want to sunset it. And Anna and and um, Chank are just like, yeah, tell him, yeah. And all of a sudden they get angry because he's he's like, this is your moment. Don't argue with them. Don't debate with them. Again, Chank and and Anna don't understand what, he didn't understand what he was doing. Now, the clip that I saw didn't show the end of it. So I don't know if they finally realized what it was that Biden was doing when he did what he did. By, by enabling him to be able to say, "Good, I'm glad you all agree. I'm glad you all have converted to supporting Social Security and Medicare." And see, initially, I thought when he said, "I love conversion," I thought he was misspeaking. I thought he went to, like conversation or something, but no, he meant conversion. He loves converting people to his side of the to his point of view, and he basically was able to say, "I love that I, you all have converted to supporting me." Now he did say something. I say he said. Um, he didn't say off the table. He said something else that, again, could have been taken differently, whatever. But again, Democrats for the, my entire life have been horrible wordsmiths too, so there's always that to do with as well. But the fact that Anna and shake were just not even getting what he was doing, I mean, I mean, I was just sitting there watching it like, good. I'm glad he's calling them out. I'm glad he's not putting up with their BS. He's not letting the Republicans just boo him and walk over him. He's that, you know, oh, you're gonna call me a liar? Come to my office and I'll show you the receipts. Come to my office and I will show you the paper. I will show you the documents. I'll show you the proposals that these people who I guess he was trying to be nice and not name and the Republicans were like, Well who is it? Some one of the one of the Republican congress people was like, Who is it? Who is it? Well oh, I mean it's Rick Scott and Ron Johnson. But he he was trying to have decorum in and of itself by not calling individual people out. But he he played them so perfectly. All right, who's calling? Put, put, put it in the chat if you're calling. Um, because, again, I don't know who that is, who it is. And I, it might be Gibson. I don't know. I don't remember the number if it is. Doo, doo, doo. Anyway, so another that's basically the end of that little segment that little discussion of what I wanted to. uh, And also, if you're calling and you want to talk, make sure to hit the one button. So I see your hand raised. Um, I'm not seeing anything in the chat. Just let me know if if, if I miss it, let me know, repeat it or whatever. Um, I I had wondered early on in the night, who this designated survivor was uh, labor secretary Marty Walsh. Uh, was designated survivor for the 2023 State of the Union. Now, to me, Walsh's labor secretary is 11th in line, presidential line of succession. Walsh is expected to step down from his job uh, to take over to the National Hockey League Players Association. Okay. Um, but basically, if you don't know, they, they basically name one person who is in the official line of succession. Uh, so if somebody nuked Congress and killed everybody there, we'd have somebody who would officially take over as president. Oh, Elizabeth is calling. Okay, cool. Um, So I guess before we get to the the other additional topics, we will get to Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome back on. How are you tonight?
2: I'm fine. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I can can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yes. Perfect. What you got to say?
2: Oh. Well then, uh, first of all, it was hilarious. I just Kevin McCarthy, the look on his face. I mean, <laughs> did, I oh my god, that was hilarious. And then, well, well he, when him,
0: well, first he's like no, 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 trying to disagree, but then when his when his people were being really different, and he's just like, shh, shh, come on, he's like trying to tell those people to shut up. Like y'all are getting a little too out of hand, and you know, oh, Nancy, Nancy sure. wanted to put up with that. That's for darn. You people may say good things or bad things about Pelosi. Nancy wouldn't put up with that. People would have gotten in line for Nancy for that at least. <laughs> they would they would have yeah. they would have kept in line.
2: But 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 the, the, the state the master statescraft craft that, that Biden showed. And then the the whole dissing of Santos, the whole the 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 whole place the whole party is fractured. Not only that, but any any Republicans that are, are were sitting or were not uh were they any ones that were anywhere even starting to be a normal human being, that were right. not the MAGA group, that were even just a little bit kind of eh, on the fence about going along with Democrats. I don't know. Biden may have pulled enough over to get past, even because the Senate was there as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So
3: right.
2: yeah, Biden may have been able to pull enough enough Republicans in his direction to really put. The, there's going to be a critical mass. At at some point, that these guys are going to just absolutely—they're either going to get arrested, or they're going to be voted out. So you know, I I think it was—I think he was brilliant in the way he just kind of held it everybody together, isolated them. So that anyway, that's one take on it. But I just can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing at the look on Kevin's
0: face. And the one thing that's interesting to think about is I don't i don't know if the if the Republican Party have agreed with the. (laughs) with kind of their informal policies um, that Newt Gingrich used to have, which was the um, nothing saw the floor unless a majority of the majority agreed with it. So, which means if, if the Republicans are in the majority, majority. well, well, yeah, well, it's not even, no, it's not even a super majority. It's a, it's a super minority almost where a super minority, the majority of the majority. majority. So, uh, so, so if you have, if you have, however many like 220 republicans or whatever you would have to have a hundred and you would have to have 111 republicans agreeing to put something on the floor in order for something to go to the floor so you could want to have so you could have every democrat and 20 republicans or even 50 republicans be like hey we want to pass this law and under the whole majority of the majority thing that started under newt gingrich i think it started under newt gingrich i know Newt used it. I don't know if it was used prior to him, but I know it was made popular by him. I don't know, uh, like, if I don't know if McCarthy is going. he probably is, but but as, as, uh, I don't think it's an official rule of the House, but I, I think it's an unofficial rule of the party that that they that they won't put anything on the on the floor unless the majority of their delegation wants it. So if you have all the Democrats and fifty Republicans saying, "Hey, we want to vote for this." It's very well possible that even if Biden managed to pull over a decent chunk of the Republicans um, to to vote on a particular issue, let alone on any issue, uh, McCarthy could still block it because it doesn't have a majority of the minority. And in fact, McCarthy is so weak with with all of the concessions he had to make to get in after the 15th vote or on the 15th vote that like he has to not just worry about the majority of the of the majority he has to worry about a super minority of the majority he has to worry about that he might lose enough people to, that they would lose confidence in him and bring up another vote for another speaker to take over because it just takes six maybe even four well, that's five yeah, that's so it's,
2: the thing is they're factionalizing they're factionalizing they're they're right. breaking off into smaller and smaller little little subgroups. Um, those that are MAGA, those that are not, you know, first it's Republicans, then it's Republicans that are MAGA and not MAGA. Then it's MAGA that are not as MAGA as the other MAGA, you know? Right. So, so, I mean, I'm just kind of like watching them kind of disintegrate. And then the ones that get arrested are going to change things too. So, cause I, I just do have feeling the eyes of March are coming for a few of them. And um, I also, I also do have a, I, I do believe that Joe demonstrated the majority View in this country it demonstrated right. really how very unpopular republicans um at policy, whatever they're thinking of i don't think it's a policy really, <laughs> but right. uh, are, are are you know doing so yeah anyway, all right I, maybe somebody else wants to call in I don't want to like monopolize the time, but I thought I should at least call in and and say my two cents. <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate so right. your two cents are worth much more than two cents on Liberal Dan. So I appreciate you. Well, you. Uh, I'm very happy for you to call in. Appreciate it. Uh, and you have a good, uh, continue watching. If you want to call back in, call back in. If you, if you don't have anything else to, to interject. So appreciate you uh, as always. Well,
2: you too, liberal, liberal Dan. Thank you very much for having
0: All right. me. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. So, yeah, so um, it, it was just so, what's interesting is that, like even during the whole speaker selection process, you had you even had a fracturing between bobo the clown and m t g like and I, MTG, not m t g but m t g is how I use the caller by the hashtag um I mean, you had them going after each other i mean bobert Bobo the clown mocked m t g for the space laser thing. I'm like now it would have been nice if we would have had our space lasers because we could have easily shot down the balloon at that point, just like pew, pew. Um, but <laughs> one of the other things that I found interesting, and I'm going to get more back into the chat in a little bit, I'm just kind of rolling here, is that you know all of the things that the Republicans clapped for and stood for and the things that they didn't stand for, like Biden talks about the creation of new manufacturing jobs and the production of new exports, things that we as the country can export overseas. Republicans didn't stand about over that. McCarthy didn't applaud over that. Uh, when Biden was talking about growing up the middle class and letting the poor get a ladder to climb up to the middle class, basically not buying into the whole trickle down economics bull crap that the Republicans love to talk about, but basically saying, look, you help grow the middle class. You help give the poor people a ladder to climb up to the middle class. And yeah, the wealthy people are still going to be wealthy and they're still going to do fine. They're still going to have a bunch of money, but you're all, but you're going to have, make sure that more of the people in this country are successful if you work on growing the middle class and expanding the ability of more people to enter uh, the middle class. I guess if everybody became middle class, it would no longer be the middle class, but at least that class of citizen would be not be somebody that was reliant on everybody else and could afford just to support themselves as long as we made sure that they have good paying jobs and that we can't have people um, taking advantage of them. I mean, there, people are call, calling BS on Biden's comment about non-compete cause for fast food workers, but there was a lawsuit in Florida over that particular issue, um, basically, stop, basically um, stopping, I guess, I guess, preventing a fast food restaurant from so-called poaching other fast food employees or whatever. Like, it's ridiculous. The amount of red tape this is just one of the reasons in general why you know we need things like i think we need things like universal basic income because with a universal basic income people would be able to you could dump the minimum wage at that point because everyone will have the minimum amount that they need to survive because they'll have the universal basic income and then when they try and get jobs they'll have an equal playing field they'll be able to say look well i want to make this extra money um, and you want me to work in the section of money, but it's not worth it for me to come work for you unless you pay me a reasonable amount of money to, for me to come work instead of, um, having a situation where you have all of these jobs that are priced inelastic and the, and the, uh, employers can say, well, I'm going to pay the lowest as possible. It's kind of like, you know, employers who pay a minimum wage are like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, when it comes to dating, uh, the minimum wage is like the age of consent if it if, if it went away if the minimum wage went away uh, without any sort of other thing involved to stop it to stop this from happening uh, wages would drop because they, they would want to go lower than what the minimum wage is just like the age of consent uh, if the age of consent was lower the people who are th- the adults targeting 18 year olds to date would then go lower so little jab there at what's going on i mean apparently leonardo dicaprio is not dating the person who they uh is not dating the person who people they said that he was dating um it still doesn't change the fact that he has had some very questionable uh dating choices in that he breaks up with people right before they turn 26 or something um let's see um McCarthy did like microchips because he applauded for the microchips, but not for the manufacturing jobs, which kind of baffled me. I didn't quite understand that. Um, and the infrastructure bill, the Republicans in the House, did many Republicans in the House did not stand to applaud the infrastructure bill, even though many of those Republicans will have infrastructure being built in their districts, paid for by this plan, and of course they'll take credit for it, and we can't let them. Um one of the things that I did like, though, one of the other great parts of the thing of the uh, of his speech uh, was when he was talking about the people. He basically said, "Look, you know, again, Biden uh, Biden is not going to play games with the American people when it comes to you know building. He's not going to not build something because it's in a red district." Uh, and when he said, "And really, I loved the petty from him when he's like, for the Republicans that voted for the." bill i thank you the republicans who vote against the bill i'm still going to build district build things in your districts and i'll see you at the groundbreaking when he said i'll see you at the groundbreaking i just about died because i mean come on that's just the ultimate amount of petty like i he's like i know you're going to be there i know you're going to try and take credit for this i'll be there to make sure that people know the record and, and set the record straight and we need to make sure that happens in every single circumstance. Want we'll Joe Biden there at every groundbreaking or somebody else, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, somebody who is maybe a Democratic governor if it's a, if it's a red, red district, somebody out there who's gonna say thank you to Joe Biden for getting this fund. Thanks for the Democratic Congress for getting us these funds to build this infrastructure so that we put people to work in this country. No thanks to the Republicans. And I even point out, he voted against it. He's here taking credit for it, but he voted against it. Don't play nice with these people. Play hardball, because you know that they would play hardball with you. That's one of the things that frustrates me a lot about the Democratic Party is their refusal to play hardball, which is the thing that uh, about Biden. Biden will talk to the people, and he... And, and he he'll say the wonderful things about them, but he also is not afraid to to speak up and tell trump will you just shut the hell up man or he he'll he'll basically call you out on your bs he will absolutely call you out on your bs too don't don't bring the bs to biden because he will call it out and i was hoping that hashtag see what the groundbreaking would become a uh a uh, trending topic or whatever um they showed Steve Scalise, one of the congressmen that I actually know in person. I've met him in person. We've had conversations. Um, back in 2004, briefly, he was in the election that I was running for as well. Um, I saw him at a text thing, and we had a conversation about stuff. Um, uh, he shook his head at people wanting, at the idea that people should have more access to health care. Come on. I basically said, Steve, you should be ashamed. Uh, one of the other things that... Um, one of the other things that was happening last night was the pins that people were wearing. You had know, saw a lot of 1870 pins, and then I believe I'm correct, and you can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong. Uh, I, think, you know, I think that was the first noted example of a black person being killed by the cops. And so it was black pin, white white lettering, 1870. I think it was white lettering. It might've been an off-white or whatever. Uh, but then you had the Republicans wearing the era 15 pins, I guess, over on this side. On, a, on their left side because, you know, instead of regular American flag pins, it was AR-15 pins. And But of course, the Democrats were wearing abortion pins and stand in support of um, body autonomy. And of course, Elizabeth Warren was wearing a Crayola pin, which I thought was great. I thought that was genius. Um, I'm surprised that there weren't people actually wearing Nazi pins. Instead of having an AR-15, they put a German Mauser on it or something. Um I think I said that I said amen to uh when Biden said that we should quadruple the tax on stock buybacks cuz this is what people do. We give these corporations money or they get money, they 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 bilk the American people like the oil companies are doing and then instead of putting it back and reinvesting and into maybe a little bit more drilling so that they can, you know, produce more and reduce the costs or paying their workers more or stuff like that. No, they they do stock buybacks to benefit their shareholders and the CEOs. The CEO, I guess I should say. Um, So I don't know if quadrupling the tax on stock buybacks is even enough. There should just be clear fines for doing things like um, getting federal tax dollars to spend on things and then using – money to buy back your stocks instead of reinjecting that money back into the economy. There should be always be an incentive to inject money into the economy and not to just do BS like stock buybacks. Kinda of like what we want to do with the um the the corporations, the pharmaceutical companies who if they raise the prices on their drugs by more than inflation is that year, then they're gonna to have to pay a fine back to uh, Medicare to to recoup the the cost difference because they're being you know selfish and greedy. Um, so let's let's scroll up a bit. Um, see somebody said okay the exchange about the debt and social programs was a masterclass parliament style brilliance. And I was like, I don't want anyone trying to turn his known stutter into claiming his diminished mental capacities. He just played the GIP like a fiddle. It's pure brilliance. Um, so that was something I tweeted last night. Of course, somebody tweeted that Dark Brandon showed up. Brilliant move. Again, everybody gushing over, the, over, the, over my favorite part. Um, president says workers have the right to form a union. And of course, I'm sure Republicans are going to disagree with that. But I would say, I would say, that uh, if the constitution protects the rights of workers to form a union because the constitution guarantees the freedom to assemble so workers should be able to assemble and form a union and these businesses should not be able to bust that up and prevent them from doing so in one of the other things that i don't understand about conservatives is that they will be apologists for every bad business decision that is made that harms labor but they complain when uh the or they'll complain or they'll, they'll like support Donald Trump when he negotiates with people after signing an agreement uh, to say, look, I, I said I was going to pay you X, but now I want to pay you Y, which is significantly less than X. You can either sue me or you can just pay me Y instead. And they'll still, oh, that's good business practice. But if you're a union and you negotiate something that says everybody who works here is going to be a union guy or at least is going to pay union dues even if they don't want to participate in the union that should be the right of the union to do so and if the business and the union sign that it's not the government's business to say well no you can't do that um, and what's ridiculous with some of these laws now that are on the books when it comes to these union busting type laws is they basically require uh, they basically say that you don't have to pay uh, the Union dues if you don't feel like it, but still require that the union uh, cover them in labor disputes cover them for, for with legal protection or what have you um, but like I guarantee you if you wanted to uh, have the Chamber of Commerce if, the cha- if you told the Chamber of Commerce that they had to defend all businesses in the area, not just the dues payers, the chamber chamber of Commerce would be uh, upset. Uh, would be absolutely upset at the whole that. Of course, POTUS uh, wants to go after uh, the people who took advantage of the of the loans and the grants and who basically stole them and, and prevented people who really needed those funds. So I was like, hey, can POTUS go after Fogo restaurants? So would a for taking the PPP loans they don't need. I'm very still annoyed at Fogo for doing that. The only reason I would go to Fogo after they pulled those shenanigans it's simply because of the fact that there's not not many places for my wife to eat as somebody with celiac. And as such, we can't be as picky uh, with where we decide to go. Um, but screw Chick-fil-A. Anyway, I think, is this maybe Wes? Hello. Who's this?
3: Paddywhack.
0: Hey, Paddywhack. What's going on?
3: Well, this is kind of off topic, but um, in mid, in mid, uh, what month is it? Is February now? In mid January. Yes, yeah. Um my mom started showing signs of something being really wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And they've got di- they've diagnosed her with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And she, she was in the hospital for about eleven days because my brother gave her COVID. Mm. While she was or probably before she went in and the COVID probably uh exasperated her situation. She became combative, and I had to sit her down in a chair and tell her she wasn't leaving because she packed her bags and she was going to go to Minnesota.
0: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and um, the, the thing I want to bring up is health care, and you mentioned it. My mom was a school teacher, retired, and her Medicare is not going to cover any of her expenses to go into a nursing home at all if she if she applies for medicaid it'll it'll cover a small portion of it and they're telling us that we need to get end of life care insurance have you ever heard of that
0: vaguely um i don't know enough about that at this point in time to really have an educated view on it however i do want to do a show about it at some point i think that there's a whole show's worth there about what happens with nursing homes, and when people go into nursing homes, and and the shenanigans that are pulled with nursing homes, and what they do with your property and your home or whatever, and your personal home, um, yeah, I think there's a whole, I think there's a whole show there to be had, and and I do want to have it because it's it's briefly come up um, because my mother-in-law is currently living with us. She had to go into uh, briefly. Not, it wasn't hospice care, but it was at a place that also does hospice, and so she was getting some treatment there for her condition uh, post surgery. And then she went back to the hospital. Then she went with us, and then she went back to the hospital. Now she's back with us. Um, so, but there's a possibility there that at some point, you know, if 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 things, you know, don't go. I hope they get better. They look like they're getting better, but if they if they don't, and and we can't, and she can't just you know, and she needs to have more care than we can give. We have to cross that bridge. And there's some horrible things that I've heard. I've heard horror stories about that, but yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely surprised Medicare should cover that. And it doesn't, um, I haven't heard of like, I haven't really gotten into knowing what end of life insurance is. Um, I'm sure it's horrible. <laughs> I'm sure it's not very cost effective. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, is unfortunate that what, what we, we put people, especially seniors, especially seniors who teach, uh, who, who take took a lower salary job to help educate, you know, the future doctors and lawyers and everybody of America. Um, and then at the end of their life, they get crapped on, um, Louisiana did a doozy to teachers. Um, pe- if you are a teacher in Louisiana, um, you don't get social security. You can't get social security. You don't put into it, but you don't you can't get it and you can't even get social security for your spousal benefits. So my, my mother in law, for example, has um you know, was married and he got social security, but she could not collect his his social security benefits as another spouse would be able to because she as a retired teacher in Louisiana and Louisiana didn't opt in to do the social security stuff she can't get his death benefits or whatever. It's absolutely absurd how they treat old people, especially how they treat teachers.
3: Another thing that really concerned me was we took her to the ER, or my brother did, on a Friday, and they said, we don't have a bed for her, and they just sent her home with my brother. Then we took her to her doctor on Tuesday, and she was clearly just out there, And it was her her only, her primary care physician is a nurse practitioner. Mm. And she kind of like took some notes and didn't give us any direction. And by that evening is when my mom had the meltdown and she packed her bags and was going to try to leave. And I, I had to intervene on that. My brother called me and said, this is going really bad. We took her back to the ER. So twice she was in the ER and they did blood tests but it wasn't until she was in the hospital that they figured out she was low, had really low levels of vitamin B12, which can affect this, your mental status. Um, I, I told them I wanted to have an actual neurologist examine her, and what they did was a precursory, precursory test that really doesn't, isn't meant to give you a, a diagnosis. And then they said, we're not doing any, any further testing. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, she's very lucid, and she's home with my brother and sister, and they're looking for a place to place her. She's almost like normal, except there's a few little quirky things. But she's nothing like when we took her in. I think the COVID, the low vitamin B12, really set this whole thing in motion. Um the healthcare system in my state, just, I mean, I'm going to say it, it sucks. Where do
0: you live? What if, state do you live in? Iowa. Iowa. Not yeah, surprised.
3: If, if, you go, if you go to the University of Iowa, you, you get better care. But we, we don't live there, you know, and they took her here where I live. And uh, this hospital here, I'm getting horrible health care. I've gone to two different doctors here. I quit my first doctor because right after Roe versus Wade happened, uh, or not Roe, you know, the Dobbs uh, season, Yeah. Um, I was upset, and this ma- male doctor was like, "Oh, you mean the whole Roe Roe thing?" He just like that. Oh, you mean the whole hell yeah, the whole Roe thing? What do you think I'm upset about? Right. I dumped him. I dumped him for a woman, and she's not any better. She's about as engaged as a fish, you know. Mm. So I don't know. I I just feel like my mother isn't being diagnosed correctly, and it almost feels like they're just like get her into a home so we can rip her off, you know. I'm mean, yeah. I'm know, sure there's
0: mind. interest. I'm sure there are interests there that want that to happen. Does the does is there at the hospital or whatever or with whatever is there is there a, was there a social worker at the hospital that could be dealt with uh, because. Yeah.
3: We had palliative care, a social worker. I actually talked to the doctor, and he gave me about 15 minutes of, the time, of his time. But he just said, oh, yeah, she's in second stage of uh, Alzheimer's. Well, how did you figure that out, genius? You didn't do any tests, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: I did, I know. Uh, the state of our healthcare, I care, mean, that's one of the reasons why I support universal health care, why, why I support Medicare for all, I but, but Medicare for all should be, should cover things like that too. Like if you're in, if your health requires you to stay in a place where you can get, you know regular care, like a nursing home would be I mean, that that should be covered because it's something pertaining to your health, and unfortunately it's not. Um again, the, the nursing home thing, I I could do a whole show on it. There are lots of things that I, I i want to do whole shows on, but this is definitely one of them that I want to do, and I'm i am going to feel like I'm going to have to do some more investigation into it, simply because of the fact um, that it might also be something that me and my wife may have to be looking into, because a lot of times you have to, like, give up the house. Like, you have to, you have to basically sign the rights to the house over in order for uh,
3: – what they did to other people, and she – she put everything in everybody else's name that she owned. So
0: right. Well, that's, that's one of the things that back after Katrina, there was a mix-up. And my wife had uh, inherited a, a separate house that my um, her dad had owned. and But in, the person who put the names on the titles, instead of putting her name on the one and her mom's name on the other, they put both of their names on both. So, of course, when my, my wife tried to sell the property, she had to get my mother-in-law to sign it. Um, but now if for some, because she's, my wife's name is on that house, so they can't easily come after the house because she's she had her name on the house since 2007. So that's now 16 years and it'd be much harder for, uh, for them to come after it as they would for other situations. But it's almost like you kind of have to know the games that they play early, early on to be able to make sure that you can't, they can't take advantage of it. So yeah, but I'm very sorry going through that. I, I'll 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 make sure, you know, that, that I'll I'll publicize it more or whatever if, if I'm gonna do one of those shows dealing with the nursing home issues and, and maybe you could definitely call back and talk about, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, additional stuff that you've dealt with if there's been any more, and then maybe we can we can do some maybe try and get maybe a subject matter expert on it as well to see if we could uh, get down to the bottom of some of this as well. So um but thank yeah. you, Patty, for anything. anything else you want to throw throw in?
3: Well, I'll I'll just add this. She had a, a small life insurance policy. It wasn't huge or anything, but if she dies, the nursing home will get it now, not us.
0: Mm. So yeah, that that they're they're out for the money. Like they look, understandably, you know. The other side of the coin is is that they're they're a business and they have to make money and to be able to afford whatever it is that you're doing, but the way that it's done just seems so sketchy that it makes me not trust the whole thing. So, um, and it seems like, again, as you said, it's a rat. It, like, it seems like it's a racket meant to take advantage of the elderly. And, and if enough people are saying that it's a racket to take advantage of the elderly, it probably is. I don't think all of us are cuckoo. So, I mean, well, and
3: I, I will privatize Medicaid. So, uh, that's a big, big Messed up deal too. I mean, it's it's
0: a mess. Yeah, absolutely. So, I uh, thank you, Patty, for calling in. I'm sorry you're having to deal with that. Um, you know, we all here, you know, care about you and want to make sure and send you all the good wishes. I'm sure everybody in the chat was very supportive of you as well. Um, feel free, you know, if you have any other information about it, you want to email me at liberaldayandradio@gmail.com. At um, and if I and if you email me, uh, then I can email you back on on when I when I'm able to do that show with, um, I do the show on nursing homes anytime in the near future. So um, okay, well, thank you very much for calling. Okay. I appreciate you very much and you have a great rest of your night.
3: You too. I'm sure going to learn a lot more, so I'll be sending you some info. All
0: right. Take awesome. Care. Thank you. You as well. Okay. And also, if you want to shoot me out of, if, if there's anything that Patty, that you want to, um, you know, throw in if, 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 I guess if anybody need, if there's any help that needs to be done, um, when it comes to that, you know, I'm sure the people in our group would be more than happy to, to put up a GoFundMe or whatever and to help out with that as well. So, um, if you, if you email me that link or if you get that link to Jolie or Aaron, I'm sure that we will, uh, be happily, happily share that to you if you decide to, to go that route to try and help cover some of the costs that are involved with your mom as well. So, um, again you know, because I want to support, I want to support y'all and we need to support the people who, um, who need it the most. See, back to the, um, back to the state of the union, Uh, a couple more things I want to talk about before I end. Um, there was a point where, uh, Biden was talking about the young woman who had passed away from a drug overdose. Um, I guess she had taken the drug and it kind of turned out being, uh, I guess either bad fentanyl or laced with fentanyl and she ended up she ended up dying because of it. Uh she had fallen into a cycle of uh of drug use. Um uh Patty Wax, just email me Liberal Day and Radio, just all one word at gmail.com, and uh and we'll uh I'll be able to send you an email, whatever. Um and we can we can discuss anything else that you might have on that. Um, yeah, don't put your email in the chat, Patty. Just send me an email, liberal day and radio at gmail. Um Let's see. Uh, But yeah, so this young woman died, unfortunately, from drug overdose. And the GOP were basically trying to claim that it was Joe Biden's fault. Uh, She died eight years ago. It's not Joe Biden's fault that it happened. This is one of the other things that just baffles me about the Republican Party. Um, We all know, I might have talked about this before, but I'll say it again, whatever. We all know that Donald Trump admitted to Bob Woodward that he likes to sugarcoat things, that he he likes to he likes to um he doesn't like to say the whole deal. Like he basically said he likes to downplay things. He downplayed the threat of COVID. He told us that it was no worse than the flu. He told Woodward that it was absolutely worse than the flu. Absolutely. Um he likes to downplay things. He wanted to downplay things when it came to testing. He didn't want to show the real amount of numbers that we had of COVID in this country, because he thought it would make him look bad, despite the fact that his, if he would have tested properly and thoroughly, we might have been able to get a handle on the whole thing much more quickly. Um, but I don't believe anything. I, I believe that either Trump either wasn't going after the drugs coming into this country because he didn't want to show, he wanted to show, I guess, that he was going after it a little bit, but he didn't want it wanted to look like it was a bad problem. Um, or maybe, or maybe he just put the numbers down or whatever, but I have no reason to believe that Trump was doing all he could to stop drugs from coming across the border. And that magically, since Biden came across that, it's now swelling up to the record numbers. No, Biden is stopping more drugs from crossing into this country. So he's protecting the people in this country from bad fentanyl from from these drugs. So and then of course oh there's it's always like does the GOP make money off of these fentanyl sales because how why else would they complain that Joe Biden has stopped them from entering the company from entering the country. It's absurd. Um let's see. Uh lack of decorum by the GOP is uh, shameful. It's not surprising but it was shameful. Um I teared up a a, a little bit when it came to Uh, the story about the young girl who was trying to fight her, her cancer or leukemia or whatever it was. And like the dad was sitting there and he was tearing up and the the girl's still living. She's still fighting it. And she's hopefully it's it's working towards remission. Um, I don't know. Having still have no idea why Bono was there. Maybe you can throw in, uh, maybe you can throw it in chat as to why uh, Bono was in the, uh, was in the audience last night. Um, If somebody says it wasn't the Grammys. Maybe he missed the Grammys. I don't know. Um, Biden stood up and he and he and he said that he didn't mention the Supreme Court, but he said Roe v. Wade was overturned and criticized that, uh, which was good that he said that. There are some people who who are on Twitter begrudging Biden for not bringing up the student loan issue because he didn't mention it at all, and I was like, well, he probably didn't bring it up because he's probably playing that more close to the vest, simply because of the fact that there are lawsuits going on pertaining to it and it's probably a good idea to not discuss what the lawsuit that's going on right now. So it's probably why I didn't bring up student loan debt, because we all know that Biden wanted to cancel a chunk of student loan debt for a certain amount of people in the country. So it's important to him. It's just probably best to keep it on the, on the QT while the lawsuits are going, going around or whatever. Um, boo, boo, Boo. So let's the Biden Inflation and Reduction Act half insulin at thirty-five dollars. He wants to do it for all. The GOP won't get behind that. And somebody responded to me. Responded to me was like, "That's a lie. Trump did that." I'm like, "No, Trump did make this. Had an executive order that made both insulin and epipens cheaper, but it was only for people going to going to a certain subset of clinics." Like, it was was a certain specific subset of clinics in this country. And I looked up how many people go to those clinics, how many patients are treated by those clinics each year, and then I looked at what percentage of the population either requires insulin, EpiPens, or requires insulin, extrapolated the data, and basically said, that this executive order for donald trump only helps like one half of one percent of all americans in this country like it doesn't help anybody now good for those americans who had helped but it was nothing it's like a fly landing on me and somebody saying you got knocked out by a fly um <laughs> church lady is it the grammys or satan <laughs> yeah um thank you panamek i'll definitely check it out um the AIDS Foundation Bono started with Bush. Ah, okay. I think he did bring up the AIDS Foundation, so maybe that, that's why. Okay. Um, somebody questioned me on Twitter what the whole crayon thing was about. I think I i took the Elizabeth Warren thing as her supporting pre-K-4 um, and wanting funding for universal pre-K-4. Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, supporting students with the Crayola crayon instead of supporting gun manufacturers and by wearing a gun. Like to me, it's pretty clear. If it's not supportive universal pre-K, 4 it's supportive, children being safe in the classroom and not being under threat of being assaulted by um, people armed with armed to the teeth with weapons. Um, so, boo, 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 boo! I think that's about it that I had covered for the thing. Let's 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 kind of uh, on South Park, Bono was the largest turn ever taken. Nice. Um, another caller. Hello.
4: Hey, I'm my name Khalil. I'm calling from Charlottesville.
0: Wait, wait. You're you're who from who?
4: Khalil calls from Charlottesville, Virginia.
0: Okay. How are you tonight?
4: Pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I'm hanging in there. What you want to talk about?
4: Um, how with the the this thing with the schools and the shootings. Um, I'm okay. I'm glad he owned them. But I'm kind of hoping that one day someone will address the fact that a lot of these people that that will call a person a hypocrite for shooting guns in movies that are fake or um, bring up cars and stuff but don't want someone to counter their analogies. I'm hoping that someone calls them out for that, too, because, like, I've noticed that with one thing, at least with the car analogy, they'll bring up how cars kill as much people as guns. But you know, right. brand band, But then, when someone counters the analogy about how cars have more safety features than guns, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now they're saying you don't have the right to a car as you do a gun. It's like, why weren't you saying that when your side was? I mean, not you, but why was, wasn't the right saying that when their side was bringing up cars? It didn't make right. sense. Right.
0: Exactly. Well, they, they they often like to use bad bad analogies when they think it's useful to them. And then when they get call down on it, they'll pivot to something else. So yeah, it's absurd. I mean, I absolutely agree that, that, you know, they're bad. I mean, one of the things that I don't understand that, that these conservatives, how they're able to do so well being as bad as they are at, when it comes to these things, like some of the arguments that they make are just absolutely terrible. Not to say that Democrats don't make bad arguments too. I'm I've, I've often criticized Democrats for, being poor wordsmiths but even then like some of some of the some of the counter arguments that are made by the republicans like you know trying to compare the guns to the guns to cars whatever and and then it's absurd because yeah we have more safety features in in cars and you know i don't buy the whole you know that they'll say that we don't have a right to own a car because the right to own a car is not enumerated in the constitution Uh, Of course, and let me let me pull this up so that everybody can read it, um, because that is a that is a a argument that is often used uh, by ooh, I put that lower. Let's see. Let's let's put that image higher because it needs to be higher when it's up there. The, The Ninth Amendment, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people i.e. rights don't have to be enumerated in the constitution in order for them to be protected in the constitution. To me, you should have the right to own any item as long as you're not a threat to somebody else, but be to have that item, you know, be a car or be a a gun, be whatever, uh, a power tool, you know, but there should also be, you know, regulations to enable people, nevertheless, to make sure like, you know, that the cars are being safely driven on the roads, that people are protected within those vehicles that that it's harder for people to injure other people in these vehicles and it's harder for other people to injure people uh with those guns so so you so i don't buy that not owning a car is owning a car is not a right because of the ninth amendment but i also don't buy their arguments that they make because you know they only make them when they're convenient to them but anything else you want to throw in before we uh, move on
4: also the people like you also have people that deflect when it comes to gun violence they don't want to talk about the inconsistencies they want to bring up how gun control doesn't work or how something is uh, so a conspiracy to take away guns or how if we ban guns that's another thing i have a problem with it's like these people want to they want to deflect attention and that's just really self-centered right like it shows who they are
0: absolutely and last thing before you go call i do want to say i want to thank you for calling in and and I, I took a gamble on you because usually I require people to be to put their their names in the YouTube chat or whatever. I didn't see that. I just took your call, and you you've returned a little bit more of my faith in the callers that call into the show because I've had some randos call in who have just absolutely trolled. So, it was thank you very much for being in a good, adding good contributions to the show. I appreciate you, and I hope you uh, listen more and call in again.
4: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: All right, you have a good rest of your day. You too. All right,
4: bye.
0: Bye. all right. good people. Give it restoring my faith in humanity bit by bit, right? So let's see, wait. Elizabeth, you have who has a cloaking device? Bicycle has a cloaking device. Are those banned by the Kidamer records? Um sorry. Nerd moment. Let's try and scroll up a little bit at least to see what's 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 going on in the chat. Uh let's see, Jeff Curry, when my grandma was in a nursing home, two guys in room across the hall got into a fight. Because the cartoons were too loud. I all punch thrown. It was great. Nice. Um, let's see, boo, 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 boo. Everything's Obama's fault. Of course, everything's Obama's fault. Uh, that, that's, that's what happens. It's the easy way out, right? Um, let's see. Let's see. It could have been Warren's way of calling the Republicans cave-dwelling crayon munchers. I like your third view, third 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 option, Crimson. That 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 is that is also just as good, I suppose. Um, driving may be a privilege, although I still don't believe that because driving it's not, rights can be regulated. Because like the right to own a weapon, right to own a gun can be regulated. I don't buy the argument that driving is a quote privilege, even if there are requirements. Like voting has restrictions on it. You know, we we allow people to vote as long as they're 18. We allow people to vote as long as, you know, we don't have other restrictions, but we deny them the right to vote for certain things. Like, you know, being under 18 or other things, it doesn't mean it's any less of a right. So the whole right privileges things, I think, is often too much. I don't like its use because, okay, so it's a privilege. Fine. That's just still, you know, I should still be able to do it as long as I meet certain set of things. Um, I should be able to vote as long as I meet certain set of things. um, it doesn't make voting any less of a right <laughs> nerd alert, yes, um, no cloaking in the neutral zone. Where else would you cloak um, let's see. It's a question on the driving test of california what is that is driving a right or a privilege? I mean, probably just because the state probably wants to, to have you admit that it's a privilege, so therefore they are easily enough to easily can maybe take more more easily taken away from you i guess i don't know um if it can be taken away then it's not a right but the right to own guns can be taken away from you if you like commit a gun crime it's still a right but if you do actions that take your rights away like you know like you try and shoot people with guns and murder them uh so you lose your so you commit a gun crime so therefore you no longer have the ability to own a weapon that that's not doesn't make it any less of a right. It just means you've you've by your own actions have proven that yourself incapable of using that right responsibly and therefore you've lost the ability to use utilize that right. That's what I uh that's what I would say. Um on that whole issue. Okay. Almost nine thirty ish. Um I think we've pretty much covered the State of the Union and what I've wanted to cover with that. I think we've scrolled well past anything that Gibson media said. Um, I, I, I don't think I can, uh, I don't think I even can scroll back that far anyway, but from what I saw bits and pieces out of my peripheral version, it wasn't much of anything that was, uh, people might've wanted wanted me to comment on anyway, or, or the people in the chat were taking care of it in and of themselves well enough. So uh Let's just go ahead. Oh, before I go, Liberal Day after, I'm going to be on Twitch tomorrow, as normal, from like 8 to 10-ish or so. My time. So 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. my time. I'll be on Twitch. But I will. there will be another episode of Liberal Day Radio tomorrow at 11 p.m. where we will have Philip Bittner on the show again. So, if you want to hear more, Phil, I know Phil called in today on how that's just completely random. That I had no idea how I was having him on today. Um, I'm having him on tomorrow. It is what it is. Wait, sorry, that that's Trump's line. I think I might have scrolled past it. Uh, there we go.
1: It is what it is.
0: Thank you, Donald. So, anywho, I will be having an extra, a bonus episode, if you will a bonus fry of Philip Bittner on tomorrow night because later is better for him. I guess also earlier is better for him because I guess when he calls in Hal, like at 11 or 12, that's in the evening for him. So therefore, but I can't do in in the middle of the day shows because I work. So that's why I have to have him on later in the night. So I get, I get him first thing in the morning. So, but yeah, so tonight, will be uh or tomorrow night i should say eight to ten over on twitch twitch twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com and then after that an hour roughly an hour later or so i'll have phil on the show and we'll 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 talk about uh all issues ukraine and stuff like that as well um then of course i'll be back after that regular stream on tuesday and then Keep your fingers crossed for a very special guest next Wednesday. I just can't say that it's going to be happening or not yet. I'm working on it. We will see. But it's a year anniversary since You Know Who came on. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to do that again. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching that. Uh, shout out to Dark Brandon for owning the GOP, despite the prohibition of owning people in the Constitution. Uh, thank you very much for joining. Us. Patreon.com, plus liberal to support me full. Bobby Spider, click the Bobby Spider button over on www.bobbyman.com uh, if you want to support me. See you tomorrow. Let me get that next time.